This episode is made possible thanks to the folks down at City Music. As you guys have no doubt heard the past few episodes where our audio quality has greatly diminished, this was because of our previous audio mixer that was rapidly deteriorating. However, the good people down at City Music, who provides musical instruments and accessories, everything from acoustic guitars, amplifiers, effect processors, and of course, audio mixers for podcasting, gave us here in the Longkang a fantastic discount on our brand new mixer. So once again, a big shout out to those guys, and you can find them down at 1 Sophia Road, Unit 02-12, or 13, down at Peace Center. Thank you very much. You're listening to Longkang Kitties. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Long Gang KBC. John Wang, your most handsome, non-arrested, non-sex offender man ever on the face of the planet. We are back with a brand new episode with Dan Wong and <laughs> Angie. I noticed that you put my name last. Yeah. Misogynist. That's why it's it's what Andrew <laughs> Tate has taught me. See? Andrew Tate has taught me that women ain't shit. And yeah, so this, is, this is quite a, an interesting thing because I came into this podcast 100% doing all my research ready to talk about the Gombe Chimpanzee War. And then you you are like, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, we must talk about Andrew Tate. And He's I was thinking... to a chimpanzee though. I mean... So it's Dan Wong, by the way. <laughs> and also there is a war. It's like the war on the Matrix on Andrew Tate, right? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to start off this episode, right, with just a little bit of primer. Some of you all would have heard of Andrew Tate before, but maybe don't really specifically get into his law and <laughs> the, the deep law, right? So I'm, I'm going to provide you with the with the deep law first. So this will also add a lot of contextual layer to the subsequent discussion. Uh. I'll try to do it as fast as I can, but there's a lot to go through. So actually, anytime uh, the two of you have like something that you all want to interject, right, just go right ahead, okay? Okay, so let's start off with Andrew Tate right at the very beginning of his adulthood when he's, he kind of kicked off his career literally by being an MMA fighter. And he was a pretty good one. He yeah. was, yeah, he I was mean... 76 right? wins, and 76 right? wins and that, I think less than 10 losses. No, that's in kickboxing, not in MMA. Yeah, it's kickboxing. So the thing about his win record, right, is... Actually, it's not... My understanding is that it's not difficult to get it because there's a lot of people within the sphere that are just like perpetual losers one, ah. <laughs> Yeah, they just they are just their losses is just like in the hundreds one. What's so, the difference between kickboxing and MMA? Which one is harder? MMA is uh, MMA's got grappling energy. Yeah, MMA is a sports syndicate. Uh, it's a yeah, business. Correct. Right. And it's got hugging also. Yeah. So they have. Sounds like fun. Yeah, they are they are specifically mixed martial arts. So it's anything goes, no hold bars, but there are rules attached to the to the event. Kickboxing is like pretty specific. You have to adhere to the moveset of kickboxing. Yeah, so you can't do karate, you can't do grappling, you can't do a bunch of stuff. Lah. But within the realm of kickboxing, it's also quite diverse. Hmm. There are Muay Thai, there's a combination hmm. of Muay Thai and American, actual, American and actual boxing, right? Which is, includes the striking and whatnot. Correct. But you can't go into the ground. You cannot, yeah, you cannot do capoeira in a yeah. kickboxing match. So it's a little bit more limited, but uh, most of MMA, about, I would say about 30 to 40% is Kickboxing anyway. La. There's another 30 to 40%, which is the grappling. Correct. And then the okay. final percentages will be the various other... But the takeaway is that he's a competent fighter. He's right? a competent, competent fighter, fighter, right? He's he's not terrible. But of course, that for him wasn't enough. La. 
in terms of money. It's never enough. Yeah, so this guy, he... <laughs> yeah. Funny all, pussy. <laughs> all of us do lah. I want my Bugatti. <laughs> so then he... He was thinking long and hard, right, about how to earn more money, right? Correct. And it was, it was at this time, uh, that actually he... He got involved... He got himself involved with a lot of different women. And the way that he get involved with all these women, right, is always just by pure pure lies, uh, by the way. He's just like straight up lying. Hey, it's your school. It's your, it's your school, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. outright lie. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, he followed me. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> no, like one of, the, one of the stories that he gave, right, was that like he would have this chick in some overseas country. Then what he would do is... He'll pretend he'll just when he pick when he pick up this chick right at the bar or whatever, he'll just don't say what's his profession. Mm. He just refused to say. Then he'll go to his car and prepare a bag a big bag for a big duffel bag for money. Then what he'll do is he'll drive his car, go and find another chick, so have a like a second chick in this other country. Mm. Fuck this other chick already, right? Then this first chick is like angry with him. Mm. Then he'll take out the money from the bag, right? And then you say, here's what I did last night. And then you just like throw the, throw. then I've had the girl, then he will go and shower. Then the girl will go and count the money. Then, but she doesn't know what's his profession, right? Mm. So then the girl will have like all this mystique and, myste- and mystery in her head. So she'll come up with all the stories and to fill in the gap herself. Oh, he's a master manipulator. Yeah, it's super manipulative. Uh. So this guy, right? He's a really, really amazing uh, and manipulating woman this way. And that, just and women actually he manipulates men as well yes no but Free women PUBG. the women uh, is a very di- like for the women in his life uh, is a very direct manipulation for the guys uh, it's just like over the internet that one is a different story but so this leads to the second part of his life okay. which is the the camp whole business. house yeah the camp the, the webcam business so he only fans pimp yeah so he start so he has all these girlfriends all around the world right mm. and then he decided that why not hold them out <laughs> What's up, pimp them out, right? So he, he literally was like, you know, I was like so broke and then I needed money because he lost a bunch at the casino. And then he was like, but I realized, you know what? I've got like five girlfriends and women are assets. Yeah, basically, yes. So according to him, there's no like independent verification of this fact, but according to him, he started webcam business in London first and he invited all his girlfriends to, to a party or to a restaurant or something like that. And then it, the women just kind of like, convince each other mm. of this particular thing. So he, he rarely does any of the talking. So he will have like one or two girls that's like deeply in love with him. Mm. And then she will be the one that kind of like draws the other women in. So he started this camp house as a result of these women eventually signing up. Not, not all of them sign up with him. I think there's some attrition rate of like 50%. But oh by God, then- you you're like, like describing an Andrew Tate sim, you know? You know, you got to like manage your girlfriends and each girlfriend has got a love meet. Something like that, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a simulation, not simp. Sim. sim. <laughs> not a simp for Andrew Tate, as you all will know shortly later. But so subsequently from this particular camp house in London, he got, he, he expanded and apparently he was doing very well. But then he got into an argument with one of the girls working for him. So yes. it, the thing got heated. She mm. called the police on him. And then the London police like really like cracked him down. Uh. They, they they broke up the whole syndicate. That's when he decided to move to Romania. And so yeah. he was busted once in London. Yeah, correct. Okay. But and end up nothing happened in London. Uh. I think the other thing is also like while he was in the UK, like uh, he was on some kind of reality TV show. And then like, I think a woman later pressed charges of like... It was, was it like it sexual harassment? Or- 
think I remember this story. Something yeah. like that. Let me just... Yeah, anyway, yeah he did appear in the reality TV show. But I think that was during his MMA days. If I'm not mistaken, that because he looked very young in, in those videos. So I don't believe it is his uh, pimping days. So Oh, it was a rape investigation. He got kicked off Big Brother in 2016. Big oh, Brother? Okay. What's Big Brother? It's some kind of reality TV. It's a reality. They put uh, a lot of people in, in this house. house? And, yeah, and then there's just cameras everywhere. Okay. Then there, there's like rules. Uh, so there'll be rules like, for example, you, you can't you can't touch each other, can't have sex, can't do this, can't do But people still just have sex all the time on Big Brother, yeah, which, I see, I see. which I know nothing about because I've never been on... X video or Pornhub and never oh, type yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. Like, no, no, nobody is about all these things. Okay, so this. Anyways, so like I just go a little bit into that whole thing. Sure. When he was removed from the Big Brother TV show, right? Yes. Like people thought it was this video that surfaced of him like slapping his ex-girlfriend and beating her with a belt, which later was confirmed that like it was like a kink play la, kind of and it was done with consent. But actually, what what accusations were for him getting kicked off is that two women both of whom worked for Tate as chem models said he physically abused them and then they filed criminal complaints within like the UK police lah yeah that was the one that yeah that was the one that he he got cracked down upon la. okay yeah, is it yeah. two women I thought it was one uh, no two women filed the charges of physical abuse I think and one claimed that he raped her and then the other says that he repeatedly strangled her I think the, the repeatedly strangled one, that one we might have to come back to later because I believe that was the one, the audio leak. Is right. that the one? That, that sounds uh, like the one because the strangulation one was the, like, kicks in. But man, you know about yeah, the Yeah, yeah, anyways, let's just yeah. okay. go back to okay, all right. continuation. So in Romania, yes. that's when he really got into, like, a like a bunch of black market businesses. Uh. Mm. Like, in at least in the UK, he tried to stay on the street and narrow. He got casinos, right? He got casinos. And he so-called was, like, linked to the mafia or what shit. Yeah. When so, you say he got casinos, you mean that he, he bought opened, them? He bought them. He bought the casinos. Yeah. And he should be, it should be a good business model. Uh. Why, why? But of course, he needs to pay off a lot of different people. Uh. There's a lot of overhead. Uh. The right. overhead is in the form of protection, no? So, I mean, as, as good as a fighter he is, uh, he cannot take on 20 guys at once. Uh. Certainly not guys with guns and knives and whatever. Lah. Sure. So, he got in with some of the... The, the story, uh, the mystic goes that he got in with some of the Romanian mafia people. Right. Uh, set up the various casinos and whatnot under their protection so he got to pay them. Yes. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. And I think together with the Romanian police also, like some of them uh, were, on, were on the take. Lah. And... He continued his camp business, but eventually, when OnlyFans really took off, like in late tw- the late 2010s, like mm. 2017, 2018, 2019, or whatever, he also started to move heavily into that area. Mm. And his take, uh, by the way, uh, when he got this woman to do, uh, he, his take is like 80%, 70%, correct, something. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah, just a crazy too, yeah. amount of money. So this guy is the ultimate pimp, uh, basically. So... Eventually, that also wasn't enough for him. Nah. He started to brainstorm and started to think about like how does he... And now he wants to get famous. So it's not enough for him to just be wealthy, like sufficiently wealthy. But then now he wants to be even more rich and even more yeah, wealthy. Go viral. Yeah. So this is at the point where he started his media tour. Right. And I remember the first time I heard him right, was on this podcast called The Dick Show, which NG you would know because you... you I fucking hate yeah. The Dick Show, man. But anyway... 
Always shows up on my SoundCloud yeah, account. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> as the second ep- like after I finished listening to like the current like Longkang Kiki yeah, episode. Yeah, and then the next one will be like the dick show, and I don't understand why. You know, I don't understand why. It's because of me. Because I keep listening to it on SoundCloud. Cool, cool, so cool. annoying. No, anyway. So he started on his media tour and so he was going to all these places. So this is when I first got to know him. I believe his media tour started in 2019. I think I started to yeah. pay attention to him in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So 2021, right, was the year when he kind of hit upon an idea and it really blew up. So the idea was he will start up this thing called Hustle University. Yep. And... The way the Hustle University works, right, is functionally an affiliate program. It's a, it's a kind of like pyramid affiliate it's like program. It's MLM, basically. Yeah. Actually, not say MLM, it's more, like a, it's more like a pyramid scheme rather than a pure MLM. Although MLM, yeah, I mean, you can debate whether MLM is pyramid or not, but if it's pyramid, it won't be allowed in Singapore. So with, with his Hustle University, right, it's more like a pyramid. So... It really is one person uh, can bring in a lot of people, then the other people can bring in. So every so the it's person like insurance agent. <laughs> yeah, basically yes. So and how how they managed to get it really famous, right? Was each of these people who signed up with Hustle University? It became like how do you say media spokesperson for NUT. They basically just clip videos of him, right? Yeah, and with, then set up accounts like to to put all his clips and videos online yeah. so that he he's every fucking where. Correct. And then they purposely choose like the very controversial things that he says so that, you know, it generates a lot of discussion and people like fighting in the comments and then like, you know, working the algorithm. It's fucking brilliant. Uh. Yeah, it is in fact very brilliant. And actually there's another secondary layer to his brilliance. Uh. And that is right. So the clips will be very controversial, but then when actually people go and start looking into it, right? The the issue the issue with him is that he always says things that is on the surface true. Like he the he will make definitive statements that is true. So he will say something like, "Oh, women are not as physically strong as men." So this is this is quite in in general is like true 70-80% of the time, right? But the problem is that he always goes on to a conclusion, right? That will be like, "Oh yeah, you know, because men are stronger, right? So therefore, it's okay for me to be the pimp. Like he's he he's yeah, I'm here to protect you. Yeah, he's lead he's leading. He's jumping to the, the conclusion. The logical conclusions are amazing. Yeah, sometimes. it's it's that's the that's the part where a lot of people have problem with. But the problem is right, they don't know how to argue with him. They don't know how to debate him. So every time he jump on all these shows and talk about all these things, mm. uh, he will make all these definitive statements. Then the people are uh, they don't know how to counter him. So this adds even more fuel to the fire, right? He, no, he, and the worst part is like, he has a very like, aggressive personality and then a lot of the talk shows that he goes to, like the people are not as aggressive. So they kind of like get, not just intellectually taken down, but also like, um, how do you call it? Intimidated. Yeah. And it's very sad to watch sometimes. You're like, no, what? He's just talking rubbish. Fucking hell. Okay, anyways. Yeah. And also just, just as a side note, right? His father, Andrew Tate's father is Emory Tate. Which is actually one of the top chess masters, chess, yeah, chess masters yeah. in the Whoa. world. Yeah. That, and actually, and Andrew, Andrew was also like playing chess when he was a kid and yeah. he won some like competitions. He won well. some local competition and he beat Piers Morgan on live television also. So Piers Morgan is the UK guy that's like Well, is a, Piers Morgan a good chess player? Piers Morgan is one of those guys that you either love him or good, hate him. Uh. I don't yeah. think he's a good chess player. I mean I, he he claims he's also a, I don't hate Piers Morgan. I think Piers Morgan is a bit irritating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, watch? everybody feels that way about Piers Morgan. I remember there was one, the what is it, some UK show, 
Well, can you name three poisonous snakes? Then after that, the person answered Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so subsequently, right, following this explosion of Andrew Tate in the late 2021s and the early 2020s, pandemic. Nothing better to do than watch like shit on social media. Literally. Then that's when the takedown started to happen. That's when people really start digging up all sorts of shit and then they were just trying to destroy him, trying to cancel him online. And that was when the news publication also went crazy. They were just like saying, oh yeah, you know, Andrew Tate is a misogynist. He hates women. He does this, does that, whatever. And they were pressuring a lot of the social media companies to take him down. And he got taken down from a lot of the correct. sites. But by then, I believe he had already amassed his fans. Really. He's yeah, got correct. His little, Mostly little boys and little like boys, yeah. alpha yeah. male wannabes. Very insecure people. Top G. He attracts a lot of the very insecure people who have certain ideas about the world but could never articulate it and he became their champion. No? So oh, he spits the truth, yo. Top G spits the truth. Yeah, basically. You guys are just too weak to accept it. <laughs> so it was also at this time, right? Then he started to craft the Matrix narrative because okay, he got okay, okay. taken down almost simultaneously across the board within the span of like one week or two weeks or something like that. So they were trying to shut him down and shut him down hard. But it, in a way, it kind of backfire. Uh, it's, it's like the what is it, the Streisand effect, Streisand right? Effect. Yeah. The more you try to silence someone, then the, like the worse it becomes. Correct, correct. No, I think and like I, I honestly was so not because every time you try to silence these people, right? What they do is that they just go underground and they just ferment, you know, underground, unseen, and then they just reinforce each other's like ideas and be like, oh my god, yes, Andrew Tate correct, is correct. the cult. If you, if you destroy their broad and shallow, they'll go narrow and deep. Yeah, exactly. And then like they, they don't see arguments where people go like, hey, I think this is wrong and you know, like I don't like I don't agree with this, right? So every every everything is just them reinforcing each other. And so it be, it's really like a fucking cult, man. Yeah. Anyways. So this matrix narrative started to take root and then it lured in even more people. So these are the already the tinfoil hat wearing yeah, the Alex Jones listening, you know, cons- like disenfranchised right-wing men nah, okay? who really feel like, oh my god, the world is just going against me. Advised. Something I like that. Not say that I want to antagonize them, but in all fairness, right, if I was a right-wing conservative man, I see this successful man who's strong and powerful and rich, wanting to teach me to be strong and powerful and rich, you know, I I think I would be I'll be very attracted to what he has to say that because he has figured out the world. So you know? actually, Angie, you're that flippant attitude, right? It's also contributing yeah. to the problem. So just I to know. let you know, lah. Okay? <laughs> but I think it's just like ridiculous, uh, because like Andrew Tate is like, well, fuck it all, you know, like you you need to be a man, you need to be strong, and then like on it's like they don't see that the irony of them claiming to be like victimized by the world while admiring this man who tells you like there's no such thing as depression you know just fucking go to the fucking gym and work out i'll be honest with you when i was young right i could subscribe to such a narrative of course now that i'm older and i've seen more things so basically andrew tate is their champion yeah 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 i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i've said as much okay now here's the part right this is is the portion of the show uh, just before his arrest right where he grew to even greater heights okay do you want to guess what he did at this point, after being cancelled, talking about the Matrix, he is came out with a apology video. Thing? Like he was he, before that last before final that. message or some shit video or something like that. Tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me now. You got me on my on the edge of my seat now, bro. <laughs> Converted to Islam. 
I don't believe you. I need yeah, to he converted he last converted year. Fact check this shit. He converted to Islam. Okay, the end of last year he converted, and almost in unison, right? All the Muslim bros in the world just like rose up. They just rose up. They chest bump each other. They just like, we got you, bro. We got you. <laughs> I don't care about your your sinful, lustful past. Okay, you are now. Never our mind brother. the fact that all of your business. Is haram. It's haram as fuck, okay? Yeah, and you know. But yeah. then now, you're one of us, They and it's just basically open Whoa. embracing. I'm not even joking. You fetch yeah, me already yeah. right there. Like, yeah. like simping for him hard, man. Very hard. And then I think like this is another sign of his fucking brilliance, right? Is that I'm one of the people who who's very jaded about his conversion. I think it's a two-pronged thing. A, he wants to break into the Muslim market. You know, it's like a huge, huge market. Even people like Jordan Peterson and 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 others like right wing conservative people have done so and brought on like Muslim speakers onto their podcast and whatnot. But Andrew Tate, right? Like, I think a he's trying to break into the market, and b right, like after his conversion, like now he can also use Islamophobia as a reason for them to put him into jail or something or persecute him. I think it's fucking billionaire. Yep. So. From my, I mean, Angie, what you're saying is not wrong. But from my mind, right, it's a purely business move. It's a, it puts him in a very unique selling point. No, and I think like the whole idea like that the West is persecuting Islam is like a really huge thing as well. Yeah. So that would have been my second point. Well, why, why, why isn't there any Islamic, you know, fallout? Like, aren't there like, you know, normal, moderate Muslims? Who yeah, are- but they're not the ones who are the loudest one. Actually, the even the moderate Muslims, they're also okay. So <gasps> it, I mean, you- I think any religious person would be like, okay, well, he is like reverting to Islam, which means like he's just coming back to the faith. From from the point of the from the point of a Muslim, right? When you convert, uh, you're like a brand new person. Yeah, they okay. forget about all of your things your in past the past. Okay. Yeah, they they just focus on you like right now. Okay, and when okay. he convert, fair enough. His messaging also like changed. Christianity, isn't it? Fair enough. Fair enough. Christian, yeah. I mean, essentially. Depends on it's which like you can be a freaking, yeah, it can, like some some denominations like you can be a freaking ex murderer, rapist, like serial killer kind of person. But like if you are a born co- again, yeah, Christian. yeah, you, you believe in Christ, then of course you go to heaven. No, the know? going to heaven part uh, is different from social acceptance, social and cultural acceptance. The sometimes they will say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you you go to heaven, but then they'll just be like they still ostracize you. I mean, the messaging is that you go to heaven, right. but then they don't but, like, they I, don't embrace you the way that now. Muslim bros around the world are right. embracing Andrew Tate. But the, th- the fact of the matter is a lot of the things that he talks about, right, especially when it comes to male-female relationships, is very much in line with some of the very extremely conservative Muslim, like, thinking about how women should be treated. Yep. I mean, you can just, just, just freaking go to, like, see what's happening in Afghanistan, you know, like where women, like the mannequins who are women, right, that, like female mannequins have to freaking cover their face. Like you can't even see their face anymore. Like so that, women can't go to study. They can't go to university. They can't like get treatment from a male doctor. It's insane. Actually, so there's a few things where we also need to clarify. Uh, one thing is that there's the cultural Muslim and then there's the religious Muslim. So yeah, yeah of yeah, course. The cultural one is is the one that's called, kind of like at work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, religious, mean, not the, all... the religious aspect of it, uh, they will just say that basically Andrew's past is like totally haram and then they will not accept it if he continues this way. But then there's the cultural aspect which is like what NG say are like removing yeah, and like all that. Some of them are like they really take it to the extreme, right? Yeah, so 
the cultural forces here at work, right? I think is much greater than the religious forces. So there is a there is a there's a segment but of like, the world. It's about like the human experience in the world. You know, like I think religion is not just okay the word of God. It's about how people interpret them. And I'm very unfortunately like in very conservative countries, like culturally, that's how they choose to interpret it. Actually, it's not even about the conservative countries. So there's also I don't know if you guys remember in the like the twenty tens, right? Mm. There was a lot of um Western liberal push, right, for mass migration of like people from Syria or whatever to push them yeah. into Europe. Right? There, there was the photo of the kid that's dying on the beach, remember? The, mm. Like the one little baby yep. that died. And did, then we, just, did we do an episode about this? Yeah, I think yeah, like the, refugee about one, yeah. the refugee And here's the thing, right? Is that for a long time, the right wing has vehemently rejected these immigrants and refugees. Okay, they were, they were very against them. They didn't want them here. They were just like, Muslim, get out, you know, whatever, whatever. And then it was the kind of the left wing, right? They were just like, oh no, we should be compassionate. There's room for everybody. And then we should be more diverse. Then now it's more or less the script has flipped already. In the US, right? The right wingers and the Muslim communities, right? Have formed like a strange bedfellow <laughs> to fight against the cultural wokeness. The, the degeneration of the West. Yeah. And it's very strange. And then now Andrew Tate, right? Has come in at a very opportune moment when the Muslim in the Western world have seen like for like they, they kind of feel like I'm not your pet. I'm I'm not your liberal pet uh, for you to put us up as a shield whenever you want to deflect criticism. Because they are also very conservative. Right? For a lot of them they also believe in pretty conservative values. I mean if you want to talk about a pro lifers, right? I have never seen a more hardcore pro lifer uh, than a Muslim fellow. Actually that, in Islam abortion is allowed. Yeah. But they up are up to like a certain it, month. Yeah. But they are still very hardcore pro-life people. Even more, I believe even more so than the Christians. The Christian is just like live and let live. They don't really, they, sometimes they won't even like say anything. But I don't know. Lah. And so what I'm trying to say is that there's this weird cultural mixing happening now. But it, where, the, not- where the Muslims and the conservative right are meeting in the middle. And Andrew Tate, right, okay, is now the new champion of this of this movement. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't even know how all this happened, but it is like I mean, this is what is going on now. I'm just describing I'm it. Just, I'm just curious as to how he, you know, like how he woke up in bed one day with this idea that hmm, by doing He's this, and he calculates like all the, the risks and rewards, and then he even goes to to attend. You know, okay, I don't know what he does this regularly, but he attends the mosque with his Muslim gym partners and all that. Can you imagine if you are his Muslim gym partner and then you ask him? So how are your old business? How are you closed down already? Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I closed down already. I'm not running it anymore. I just he just still light, has his light. casinos, right? I he's be, still right. Like, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're his friend, you ask him there. Uh, so you know, are you still living a life of sin? Uh, you ask him, uh, right? Wow. Well, yeah. you know, when he got arrested recently, he was just carrying a Quran in his hand because he knew that like there would be photos taken. So it was just him carrying the Quran and then like just just going to jail. And like fucking this dude already knows how to work the bloody media. Yeah, he already knows. He's you think Amos, Amos E is nothing compared yeah, to this guy? Amos E is like baby compared yeah. to like Andrew Tate. And also recently, the which one was it? I think the Swedish government, right? They allowed this far right wing politician. of yeah. the Quran. Actually, they didn't allow him to burn the Quran. They allow, they give him a permit to protest outside the Turkish embassy. Uh-huh. And then what this politician subsequently did with the permit was to burn the Quran outside of 
embassy and this went fucking crazy oh, right there's been so many protests around the world at like all the swedish embassies i think yeah so there's been so once again right this is like the backlash against this like white savior complex or whatever and the muslims around the world right, they, they feel they need to dig even deeper uh, mm. to to kind of like counteract these forces that they, they deem acting against them so this is like a weird timing in the world uh, where People like Andrew Tate can can function. I think if he done it in the past, like five years ago, it wouldn't have fucking flown. Like people would have just called him fucking crazy. But doing it now, right, it's like, this is the best possible time. I, I couldn't imagine. He's like at the perfect place at the perfect time, you know. I, I need to pick up chess, I think. I really need to pick up chess. <laughs> so you can so play three, like 40 chess. Yeah, 40 minute. chess. I wouldn't know what was the right timing for anything. Today, I tried to like time my like, like farts and then I ended up shitting. In your pants. Yeah, but luckily I was near a toilet, so I'm good. Anyway, the point is that I need to learn how to play chess. <laughs> I don't know timing at all. <laughs> Nemong, you're very disturbing. That was actually perfect timing. That was terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> so, in his final stunt, okay, after his conversion, he wanted to take on Greta Thunberg. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And as the most macho manly person on the face of the planet, i.e. myself, I look at Andrew Tate's behavior and I'm just like, wow, I approve. I approve of going on the internet and picking fight with teenage girls and then doubling down on the rebuttal after she kind of like flippantly, you know, just like dismiss you. No, you don't do that to me, okay? Angie, you don't ever do that to me ever. Yeah, because you're going to make like a two-minute video. Because I'm the man. <laughs> you're going to listen to my rebuttal now. I'm going to put a fucking pizza box on the table. And then the Romanian fucking police going to crack down. Okay, now. actually... I the, think that is a fa- false... It's, it's false news. news. It's fake news. The Romanian police... have always been on to him. Right. He's in the country. Come on. But, but like that was a funny... It was a funny meme that was going around though. It's funny lah, but... I mean, we don't... No, but I just, you know, like, it's just very funny to me, right, that a man, right, who has all these beautiful women surrounding him, he's got, like, fucking cars that cost millions of dollars, and he's got all these, like, fucking mansions, and he's, I don't know what, seven passports, houses everywhere, right? Like, he's just so fragile, right, that he just cannot let go of the fact that Greta Thunberg had, like, fucking burn tweet, and he just made this fucking mm. cringe video to reply to her. Like I'm like, oh, how kind? What kind of insecurity must you have to do that? No, but that's I mean, you are what you attract, what. So he understands the insecure men. That's because why he's he, so insecure. That's why he can appeal to them. Actually, I think like the the whole like endless quest for material things like to show off, right? Is is just a very big sign of insecurity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's I mean, never enough. Like he's got this hole that needs to be filled inside him because he's like a shallow I hollow person. The majority of our Chinese culture is based off the possession of material wealth. Yeah, and that's not a good culture. It's, it's as all simple know as that. You know, there's like a materialistic one. culture. Is, I mean, but that's also right. not true anymore. Like remember in our childhood, right? There's this thing called the five C's: credit card, car, condo. Yeah. What's the other two? Uh? Country club. Cash club. Yeah. And yeah. cash. Yep. Cash and club. Yeah, but nowadays, like, you don't, you hardly hear people, like... We've grown weak. <laughs> <laughs> we should be earning money. It's like, country club, bro, get a private jet, yo. It's the five Ps now, okay? <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> private jet. Pra- what? Bugatti. I know it's, I know it's, I know it's Bugatti. Private bro. pool. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, on, on a side note, right, I just feel like this extreme insecurity is actually a very powerful motivator. If 
Mm-hmm. If you're like a lazy fuck with, like me or Jerry even, I mean, I can say this on Jerry's behalf and we are comfortable with being lazy fucks. We'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. Mm, bye. The person who's like, I don't have enough. I must get it. Well, they were going to get it. Uh, and, no, and, but okay. So you know, it's a powerful the, motivator. The issue, right, is that it's not just about your insecurity. Of course, the insecurity is like projector, right? But there, there is there is a cultural or like a the globalization movement, right? Has affected a lot of people. Like it has disenfranchised a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And and I think like a, a lot of it is also caused by that extra ultra woke kind of stupid bullshit. Then, okay, there is a greater polarity uh, in the representation of news also. So mm. like, for example, when the Black Lives Movement started, right, they were just like going on and on about the black men getting killed by the police. Then when you go to the streets, right, and you ask people or oh, how many black men were killed by the police last year, and there were answers going up as high as like 10,000. When... <laughs> The actual amount is something like 200 something. No, and the fact is like the, the number, right, is probably on, on the, around the same as like any other race, right? No, no. For, okay, white men still get killed more. The, uh, the proportion of black men, right, has doubled their representation. So there's something like 13% of black men in the US. The number of them getting proportional, proportionally mm. represented in the police killing is about 26%. So it's, it's a representation issue. But the problem is people conflate it to become a quantum issue. They thought that it's going to be like 10,000 people, which is like crazy. Lah, you know, so the... But also, I tell you, if you told me that like 10,000 black dudes got killed in the US, I wouldn't blink an eye. I'd be like, yeah, because the US is crazy. Yeah. So there is uh, this polarity uh, in the representation of news, right? Created a lot of very weird cultural pressures uh, on different things all across the, the globe. And I think uh, a lot of men are feeling it a lot more than women. Uh, this one is just my own feeling. La, or I don't have any evidence to back it up. Meaning but, how? So my feeling uh, is oh, that... Feeling. Oh, now we want to talk about feelings? My feelings. Uh, yeah. Feelings are important? Yeah, feelings are Okay. Important. Are you getting in touch with the feminine side? I'm getting in touch with my Andrew Tate side. All right. Andrew Tate has taught me... Andrew Tate has no feelings. Insecurity. Feelings are for weak men. <laughs> Is the just shut the fuck up and the feeling of insecurity is the best okay but anyways what are you talking about so as women become more educated they are graduating more men young men especially are earning less than women across the across the board the top position still held by men uh, but the as women creep more and more towards the center there's there's a lot of push right of men who were previously in the center down into the bottom rung of society and this is compounded by all of the various things you see in the media, right? So there's a lot of, like, for example, child custody cases, alimony, you know, like men just getting their entire life saving wiped out because of one divorce. You see things like even Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos can't keep their fucking woman. They are getting divorced also. Uh, because they cheated? Yeah. So the you reason... Yeah, like, yeah. The reasons is not important. <laughs> you, you, I mean, okay, you think of it, uh, it's like, you can be the richest man on earth, right? And you still cannot hold a marriage. That's the idea. You it's understand? like fucking, it's exactly what Andrew Tate says, right? It's okay for a man to cheat, okay? Because we don't use our emotions. Okay, I can fuck a woman and forget about her. But you know, if a woman cheats, she does it with feelings. And therefore, it's okay for me to cheat, but not okay for my wife to cheat. Yeah. And you know, and my wife has just to suck it up. You, and stay in a marriage. You're thinking about it, right? In a very logical way, which is, you're, what you're saying is oh, wait, absolutely wait, wait. 100%. Isn't logic like, 
the the arena of men. I don't think I've ever said that. Ill- that's what Andrew Tate says. I know, I know. But, Andrew but, Tate says that girls are stupid and lazy and like, you know. Yeah, I don't agree with what he says. Of course. Fact, in fact, I think our men are more emotional than women. This, yeah, is, my, this, is, this is my... Yeah, it yeah. takes very little to for me to push a button and make a man angry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm the one that's raging on this fucking podcast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so I I firmly believe that men is like more emotional than women. Are. But you must think of it this way, right? So going back to what I'm saying just now is that there's a there's a feeling of disenfranchisement. Yeah, feeling by men. Whether is it true or not is a separate story. But the feeling is there. You cannot deny that. Well, I would say that it is true because it is happening. But like the whether it's fair or not is another matter. Are right? you guys talking about men? I want to talk about men. Yeah. Please yeah. give us your views. We are talking about like how men are feeling so disenfranchised because women are moving up in the world because we've had access to education and we have access to financial freedom. Yeah, man. These fuckers, they broke the gra- glass ceiling finally. And we need not, to take them. Not, not only that, right? There's a lot of cultural forces that find uh, they're kind of like tuning in the favor of women right yeah i wouldn't say that i would say that like it's tuning in the favor of women if you behave like a man not really so the way the the way i see it right is that if you are let's say a woke company in the u.s a woke tech company and you say we're looking for a female ceo you are automatically overcorrecting already for sure you're overcorrecting because not many women are ceos for now. For now, okay? But there's a good reason that not many women are CEOs. Because? Women just structure their life differently, yo. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant by if you behave like a man. So, for example, right now, right, in several states in the US, women comparing to men of the same age in their early 20s, already out-earning men, and if they continue on this trajectory, if they don't get married, they don't have kids, they are very likely to outperform men in these areas. So if women like myself, right, who mm. don't want to get married, don't want to have kids, I probably out earn a Actually, lot. Actually, you are earning more than us. Yeah, I I'll earn a and lot. And I feel of disenfranchised. And I yeah, feel I need to press you down. <laughs> but but the, that's the thing, see, like, um, if that's what you reward, if you reward women not getting married, not having kids, and this is what will happen to your society, right? Because once you get married, let's say you take a pay cut because you don't, you can't work as much because you're taking care of a kid then you're forcing women to be financially reliant on the dude. So basically, given what you say, you have kind of like agreeing with me, but you, I don't know if you realize it. So for women, women they naturally, more often than not, take the root of... Exactly, care, yeah. which is what I'm saying. So that right now, you cannot reason, extrapolate uh, the fact right. that there are not many women CEO for now. No, no. So the you see, uh, if women structure their life differently, yeah. And therefore, as a result, there's less women behaving like men in your words. Mm. And then therefore, no, but that to, was... wait, wait, to become a CEO, you need to behave like a man. Yeah. Therefore, there's less women behaving like men. Therefore, there's less women. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But you are talking about right now. Women have only gone into like education, like, like seriously and started working only very recently. All these companies were held by men and we have to look at it in a historical context. Like for example, in my dad's era, like women were like, can't even go to school, okay? Actually, so wait, hang on. Uh. Actually, there's a point I'm trying to make that is not relevant to, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I know I'm that, saying that it's I know opportunities that there's a, and life choices. I know there's like a trend that you're trying to point to, but what I'm interested in is not in the trend, is that- The feelings of men. No, the, the trend right, right now doesn't match cultural correction. So if you company now and you say, I'm only going to hire a female CEO, your pool of female CEO to select from based on the trend currently in this time and space doesn't reflect 
what you're trying to do. Right. For you now, now, for yeah, now. for the for the time. I mean I imagine that maybe one day you're right and there'll be equal parity okay, in terms yeah. of education. Which is great, but but yeah. as as a businessman, that feels incredibly dangerous. That's all I'm saying. So as a result, what I'm trying to say at the start, right, there is an overcorrection. The overcorrection the is cor- in the favor of women. As a result of this overcorrection. I would say that it's not in the favor of women, but in the favor of wokeness because of all the representation. But I would say that there is now correction on the overcorrection. So meaning that companies like Netflix have already been like, you know what, fuck your fuck your woke opinions. I don't care. I'm just going to put out the shit that I want to put out. Netflix and did that. Netflix, yeah. When he, they were trying to cancel the Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy, like Netflix was like, well, if my, our employees are not happy about it, they can fucking leave, right? So, I mean, there's a correction happening currently. And I think in the years to come, it will be even more obvious. Um, but right now, people are just dealing with the aftermath la, of all these like overcorrecting. Yeah. So, the I guess we are fun- functionally in agreement now. Huh? We are not like disagreeing with each other. Yeah. Not terribly. Uh, not, not, not like in the most technical sense. But I guess... The point, right, is that at this stage in life, uh, at this at this particular era, there's definitely a lot of young men who, as a result of the previous overcorrection, even though they are in the midst of the counter or the correction to the overcorrection, still feels a certain way. And then Andrew Tate and other red pillar guys like him are able to capitalize and and you know basically Exploit. just grief lah, just grief from all these guys. Exploit so. these men like they do their women. You know what's the best thing that I enjoy? Because I've been like going down this Andrew Tate rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I've just been like reading comments on like all the articles about Andrew Tate. And then like I watch all his little fanboy sims, right? Defending him. And and right, that the the most delicious part is how they don't realize that they're being used by him in the same way. And I'm just like, oh, this is this and, delicious. Angie, can I, can I challenge you to do something? And, and, and I will help what? you out. How about a knife fight? <laughs> no, no, no. I, we I, already know I, how that's going to don't like to do <laughs> So what, what you can do, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, yeah. is you go and join the Hustlers University. Are somebody, women allowed to join the Hustlers somebody University? Somebody already did that. And yeah. exposed uh, it. Coffee Zilla. Coffee Zilla. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I can, okay. That's so great. basically he's the one who kind of, I also watched his video and basically my opinion of him, of, of the structure being an affiliate premier, right, comes from CoffeeZilla. He's the one, yeah. He, so do you, you actually get access to his professor's expertise and all that? He don't actually get access to Andrew Tate himself. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. But, but the, the skills like, thing. Like sucks, other successful right. people. Yeah, right. But like according to CoffeeZilla, right, like they're not making all that much money and mm. like maybe a couple hundred dollars. Their price point is still okay. There. I think their price point. dollars a month. Yeah, super expensive. It's not about the price point, it's the volume of people. Yeah. Hmm. Because it's like, for example, right, you pay, you pay Tate $50 a month for Hustlers University. Hmm. When you recruit a, a new dude, right, to join using your QR code or whatever, you get like $5 and then $45 goes to Andrew Tate. You know, so yeah, fucking like... He treats us like he treats his women. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> actually worse. <laughs> yeah, the women get 70%. <laughs> the, no, the women get, according hey, sorry, to 30, him, like 30% yeah. or something. Yeah. Like you get like, what, 10%? <laughs> Pathetic. You're even worse than his women. Anyways. Yep. So is that value though? Did CoffeeZilla find value in... in no. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but it's very funny because, you know, like the women, right? When they're doing their webcam shit, at least they're building like a business for themselves, right? Because they are the face of it. Yeah. Like these little sims for Tate are like using Tate's name and then like, you know, being like advertisement for his product and then paying him money for it. It's fucking funny. So 
what they are doing uh, is to like teach you how to set up an Amazon store and whatever. Like la. drop shipping yeah, and drop shipping la. and shit like that. La. There's, there's like other... Make up all the matrix by joining the matrix. Yeah, why not I just approach a drop sh- drop shipping guru who's already selling his drop shipping. Yeah, there are so many of them on <laughs> YouTube, right? I always get them on eh? like, yeah, also get, get the advertisements. Yeah. Fuckers, man. And their English is always so fucking bad. I'm like, can you please at least go for like some PR? MG, if I got money, I don't need good English. That's people like us but if you if you've got <laughs> if you've got money you wouldn't be teaching other people how to make money you'll be go, going out to fucking make money yourself wow all of you dropping fucking nuggets of wisdom like like Andrew Tate high on crack holy shit all of you should start your own little nuggets nuggets to university okay my nuggets are brown <laughs> we like I understand why men feel so frustrated because right, I feel right. the same kind of frustrated. Like just today, right, I saw this comment on an article and it was talking about, um, I think how women, right, when they see a job listing, if they've hit 80% of the, the, the criteria, right, they might think to themselves, oh, am I even qualified to apply for this? And then, and then the research, something like 50 for men, right, if they hit 50% of the criteria, they'll just apply anyways. And then there was this woman going like, yeah, this is because of the patriarchy. And I was like, bitch, that's not the patriarchy. That's like fucking confidence. Yeah. It's not the. It's not a man's fault if you don't have the confidence to apply for the job that you want, right? Even if you've got 40% and you really want a job, can't you just fucking bush your way through it? Like, fucking don't blame every fucking thing on the patriarchy, man. Anyways, and I can understand because like I got friends who are like white dudes, right? And every time they try to say something, I just watch them like tiptoe on eggshells, you know? They're so fucking scared of offending people, right? And I'm just like, and I'm just like laughing. I'm like, wow, you, you very poor thing. eh?" Like, must be fucking tiring to live like that. On the topic topic of of the fans, right? Since you guys were on it, did, did you guys cover the protest while I was peeing? No. Okay. What protest? Like, and you take fan protest? No, like a bunch of protests, like... But they are like, I don't think they are big, right? They are not, they're just... Yeah, maybe they are, yeah, I mean, they are big enough to get reported G. by media. Top G. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I think it's a bit like, it's very amazing how cult-like it is because I've been like just being a troll on some of these forums and then just engaging with some of the Tate fans, right? And like everything can be in their face, right? You know, but then they'll be like, where's the evidence? I'm like, dude, I just, I just gave you evidence that he himself said, you know, like he's done all these things. And he's like, yeah, but you know, he always plays a character. You know, it's just a character. Well, tell that to the judge, man. He's quoting a lot from Matrix as well, for some reason. This this idea of the Matrix and the world being forced, and, I mean, forced are, and controlled by other powers. Yeah, movement is called, a, they are literally called the Red Pillars. You know I thought the Red Pillars was, were way long time ago before, like yeah, some yeah. 4chan stuff. No, no. The reason they they call themselves Red Pill is because in the movie, The Matrix, the yeah, Morpheus gives you the Red correct, correct, Pill. Correct. Right? What's it got to do with Andrew Tate? He oh, no, just but, but it's, that, like huh? a, it's like a subsection. Like, so a lot of like, okay, some Red Pillars are really into Andrew Tate, not all. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. There's, I'm drawing the circles in my head now. There's a few different kind of like manosphere movement. Now. <laughs> no, no, really, really. There's yeah, not yeah, yeah. manosphere. There's the incels. So um, incels are the guys who cannot get girls and are in involuntarily celibate. MGTOWs are men who go their own way. They're like, fuck this shit. Men get exploited by women. We don't need them. What are, Even what are you saying? What, what are you saying? MGTOW. Men MGTOW. going their own way. MGTOW. So okay. basically, they just they, they are guys who probably can get girls. 
right? right? Or get married or whatever. But they're, they're usually, just like, I don't trust women. They're usually like divorced once or twice. Uh, and yeah. are screwed by Or even just young men who are just very disillusioned. I right, guess. right. Disillusioned young men, right, right. I make tau. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then there's the red pill guy. So the red pill one, right? It's like, I have seen through the matrix. So, okay. Here's the, here's the weird phenomena about the red pill guys. Right. The only reason they can exist, right, is purely because of liberals. That's it. Like, it's purely because of the liberal movement unwilling to admit to themselves certain basic things. Okay. So just now, I gave the example, which is like, women are physically weaker than men. Like, they cannot fucking accept it on eh? If you say something like that to one of the liberal people, to one of the woke people, especially someone who is like very strong in the trans advocate arena of life, right? They can, they will not accept that premise. I recently just watched this. Uh, is this YouTube channel called Jubilee? And I really like this channel because what they do is they pit opposing people, right? Like for example, liberal Muslims versus conservative Muslims, or feminists versus anti-feminists. Gay versus don't know what, you know, like they just, and then they just have like questions posed to them and then they ask, do you agree or disagree? And then they talk about it, hmm. right? So like recently I was watching one, I think it, it's either like about trans people or like about feminists or something like, can you be feminist if you're anti-trans or some shit like that? So anyways, there was this trans like lady, right, on the show hmm. and they were talking about like sports. And then so... So it was amazing to watch her go through hoops and loops, right? To avoid saying that, you know, yes, trans women are stronger than biological women. And I'm not like... So she was going through hoops and loops, meaning she was find way, finding ways yeah, finding to ways carefully that, justify in front of... Yeah, people. and she was like saying some shit like, yeah. what, what, like, what statistics do you have and stuff, something like that. And then like the... The other person was like, I don't have statistics, but can you tell me the statistics? And she's like, no, it's not about statistics. It's about <laughs> our experience. And I'm like, dude, you just asked about statistics that you don't care about, right? That you're just gonna like... Right, right, right. I mean, you know, like I have sympathy and I think like some sports, probably you can have like trans people on. Right, like golf and, maybe. Yeah, or like, I don't know. Um, I don't all, I don't really know all that many sports. What sports yeah. are there? <laughs> so that doesn't involve you beating the shit off another person. Uh, that would be... Yeah, I mean, like, it also depends on what point they transition, right? right? If right. they transition before puberty, then it's a different, like, kind of matter and all that stuff. But but just watching her say that, ask for statistics, and then be like, it's about experience. Hey, man, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? So the denial of certain very, very basic truth, right, is what the red pillars put themselves in opposition. Ah. So they will right. say, you are literally blue pill. You cannot even admit to yourself that you're living in a simulation anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then, like some very, then here, here's the thing, right, is that the red pillars will then capitalize on this. They'll just say things like, oh yeah, you know, men are X and women are Y. And then here's the conclusion to that definitive statement. It's like they'll say, oh yeah, men are taller. Oh, therefore we should be whatever, whatever. Like we should be the leader because we are taller. You know, that kind of- Okay. Sounds like something you- So what you're saying is like that, that <laughs> extremism, <laughs> I, I, extremism spurs- Hype privilege. I'm, I'm absolutely a rip. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So but what you're trying to say is that the moment something extreme comes along, then something extreme on the other side will come along and they spur each other on. No, it? but the here's the thing about the rip pillars. I believe they are way more popular than the, than the woke side of things, right? Purely because- there's an objective reality, right, that kind of underpins what they are trying to say. It is the conclusion that is the problematic portion. So with the with the people who are woke and whatever, right, their abject denial of reality, some very, very basic reality, right, 
kind of puts them in a very limited bubble. It's like what Angie was saying, like how this person was just using all sort of various language, right, to try and avoid admitting to themselves some very basic things. Yeah, the other thing that was like, I think was discussed in this video is like, what is a woman? And then I think she, this trans person was saying that, oh, it's about living in truth. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? It's about courage. I'm like, well, I mean, look, can be a man and live, live in, in truth, truth and, and have courage. courage. And it's all these like, you're like, okay, all right. I, I kind of understand what she's talking about, but it's also, the it's just funny to watch them like, you know, squirm around like that, right? Because you're just like, man, you know. Angie, I, I realized, yeah, I realized that, that right or left or whatever, or conservative liberal, you just want to see people squirm. You just want to see people in pain. <laughs> Did you just learn that about me today, Dan Wong? I have no faction. My faction is troll. <laughs> I just like to watch people doing stupid shit yes. and then smiling about it. That makes me happy. Good, good. I'm so yeah. pleased that you found something. A, a literal 4chan without actually browsing on 4chan. <laughs> so here's a, here's a macro philosophical thing for you to chew upon. Uh, because I came across this very recently and I was just like, oh my God, it's happening just as this fella said it, right? About, about a year ago. Then all of a sudden, it is hap- it is unfurling before my eyes and we can see in real time. To me, it's like watching a, a train wreck in slow motion. Right? So this guy is a philosopher. I can't remember his name now. I think his name is his last name is Flowers or something like that. Ah, oh, so cute. Yeah. So he was saying that functionally, uh, all philosophical discussion, right, have three differing axioms. Okay? okay. So it's just you are you are in one of these three camps only. No matter what kind of like argument you come up with, all of them are rooted in one of these three camps. Okay. You're either a naturalist. Okay. Okay. A super naturalist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or a creative anti- uh, sorry, uh, yeah, a creative anti-realist. Creative anti-realist. Okay. Yeah. And can you can you can you take take from different camps or is you are like that means you cannot be a mix you, you cannot multi class. You can take from different camps. No no no, okay. can you like define each uh, of define, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I'll I'll define each of them. Sure. So a naturalist is like everything has has a natural explanation to it. We can always explain it, right? And we can always define it. Okay. Okay. If there's certain things that we currently cannot define, it is just we are not knowledgeable enough at this moment in time. Somewhere somewhere someone in the future will be able to define it for us. Okay. Okay. A supernaturalist, of course, takes the opposite direction. No, there are some things that we definitely cannot know, and there's a supernatural explanation for it. Okay. Okay. The creative anti-realist is the most interesting one. For them, the explanation, right, always has to benefit the most number of people. Okay. okay. So, so no matter what no matter what you're arguing with them, right, they don't particularly care about what you think of the subject matter. The subject matter needs to be bended, broken, torn apart, pulled away mm-hmm. so that it benefits the most number of people. And this, the, what is a woman question right it is the most abject demonstration of a creative anti-realist so for a person right who will say that a woman is about the experience or you can just define yourself as a woman they have they are not concerned with a naturalist or supernaturalist explanation of what is a woman they just want the word woman to benefit as many people as possible in their in their when you say benefit as many people as possible you mean so let's say you're a trans person right okay and you want to transition to a woman, the problem with that labor, right, is they don't particularly like trans women as a labor. They still see themselves as a woman. Okay. Yeah. They, for them, sex and gender is one and the same. So 
for them, right, they are very concerned. Because that's why there's the movement to push for trans women to participate in female sports. To them, a trans woman is no different from a cis woman. The language, right, is just a matter of semantics. They don't really care about the language. They will bend the language so that it benefits the trans woman. Right, so it's not the most people. It's benefit the people you want to benefit. So the argument, right, is that if you don't agree with this, you are transphobic and you are killing trans people as a result of your refusal to use the language. So if you don't do it right, you are... So you are contributing what to What was harm. that term again? Creative supernaturalist? Creative or? anti-realist. Anti-realist. Yeah. Okay, but like, but you're saying like benefit the most amount of people. I don't feel like this kind of applies to them. It so feels more like... If you, if, okay, because I, I can't go into like the deep law and all of this, lah, okay? Mm-hmm. That, but basically, there's a movement going on that says that if you define yourself, to define yourself as a woman, you just need to, imagine, you just, sorry, to be a woman, you just need to define yourself as a woman. But there was this whole thing going on. And this is like the, the core argumentation, right, with a lot of the transports issue. And the reason they are doing that, right, is so that it flattens out any argument, right, that says that there are biological differences between the, I the sexes. I don't think it's transports, actually. I think it's more like the everyday incidental things like going to the bathroom and going to jail and yeah, where, where should these people correct. go? Because in transports, they actually have rules about like the amount of what, testosterone or estrogen yeah, the that you have and all that stuff. Whereas for other issues like, you know, where do you put trans people in jail and can trans people go into the bathroom? Feed the toilet. Yeah, the toilet so yeah. the so the, the thing is, right, they don't care that there is... So that's why there's this issue, right, which is they don't know how to define a woman. Mm. They cannot say... They cannot point to a thing and say that what is what makes a woman. Mm. They cannot even point to several things. They don't care about the things. They just care about you as a person identifying yourself as a woman. So therefore, this is a creative anti-realist because they're mm-hmm. not concerned about the real. The creative part, right, is just about bending the language. It's about like stretching and pulling until the categories, right, in philosophical terms, we call it ontological terms, until the ontology of a woman, right, is destroyed. So, and this is where the the train wreck happens. So now, uh, the red pillars are the naturalists, right? Everything mm-hmm. that's a natural explanation. If you're a woman, you're born with you know so and so chromosomes. You have set secondary sex characteristics. You can give birth so and so forth. The supernaturalist says, "Yeah, God made you a woman." Okay, well, like doesn't matter anything else. God made you a woman. Okay, and now Andrew Tate, the red pillar, the naturalist, merging <laughs> with Islam, <laughs> the supernaturalist fight joining their powers to combat the blue pill people. <laughs> I swear, when I heard about this, right, and I saw it happen in real life, I'm just like, oh my God, this is this is unreal. This, and here's the thing. Throughout all of history, there has been a lot of all, all these kind of instances. And you'll find, right, that one particular ideology will rise up mm. and then the other two will form strange bedfellows to fight. Ah. Yeah. And the most recent one I can think of was mm. back in, before 2010, right, the early 2000s, the early YouTube days, it was the creationism argument. Back then, right, creationism, the George Bush era, they were pushing very hard for the for crea- creationism. Yeah, to it be was taught. the four horsemen and then like the militant atheist yes. like culture. Okay, so you're saying that during that time, the supernaturalist no, the supernaturalist were dominant. Fellows with no, no. The, during that time, the supernaturalist was the dominant, dominant cultural force. Right, right, right. So they were trying to push creationism side by side with the theory of evolution. Correct. Okay. Then there is when the creative anti-realists who bend and tear apart at the definition of God 
together with the naturalist who says that there's an explanation for all of this and your particular theory about how life came to came on earth doesn't sit well with us hence they've joined forces to take down the super wait who are the people who are like the creative anti realist in it's hard to say I will say the new age group maybe the new age I will say possibly like Christopher Hitchens might be one of those people what I mean I will say so he's not really a scientist he's not really like Sam Harris and Christopher Dawkins they were like naturalists right they were just like here's Here's the here's the fact of the matter. Okay, we can point to certain fossil records and disprove um the creationism. Right. But Christopher Hitchens was never any of that. He was a journalist at heart. So for him, right, he was very he was saying that there is all these gods all across time, and then your god is no better than any other gods that's that has gone past. He was pulling apart a definition of God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I mean you might not agree, but this is how I this is like once I, he- once I heard it, then it makes a lot of sense to me. But that's also kind of what Ricky Gervais says. But like the thing is, the both of them are quite atheistic. Right? Yeah, you can be a creative anti-realist and, and atheistic. Huh? I mean, that is almost the I definition. W- okay, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say so. I would say that he's also still grounded in like naturalism because he is just stating the facts yeah. like of the method so that... You, you, can, you can be... But no, not in a scientific way, in more like a cultural, social way. Yeah. So you, you can mix and match certain things. In fact, I, I've seen like people who are like all three at different times. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people probably are. Yeah. Like yeah, whatever benefits you the most. Like, I mean, yeah, as a totally. troll, you have to do that, right? Yeah. Like, if you want to win an argument, don't fucking care what you correct, got correct. better. If you're <laughs> like a people pleaser like me, then you will, you will have to find a way to say yes to everybody. Yeah. You are a people pleaser, then yeah. I just want people to love me. So if I meet a supernaturalist but yeah you know there are a lot of things that we cannot explain then if I meet a naturalist but yes exactly we are taught this empirical method we must as humans we must seek to understand the truth better then when I join in with my you know my <laughs> my you know that group of friends <laughs> the, the, the anti-realists I'm like yeah we cannot discount our feelings cannot discount our experiences of the world I will say anything everything to people like me the, the, then only stops right when people get hurt yeah, then I'll start to take sides. But if people don't get hurt, then I'm, I'll, just, I'll just... So I, I will say yeah. at core, you're more like a creative anti-realist at core. What? Yeah. That's not true. And I G- believe in facts. NG is like the naturalist at core. I think so. I believe in facts. I believe in science. Honestly, I feel like I, I place like truth over people's hurt feelings. Yeah. Well, something for you to think about. Of course, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying this good, is like good, definitive thing. It's but a good thing to chew upon. Yeah, yeah. it's good, good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard about it recently. I thought it was very interesting. I just thought I would share it. Yep. Okay. Very good, very good, very good. But actually, if you are not entirely like invested in this whole culture war thing, it's just very fun to just fucking watch. Actually, I think a lot of people are like tired of it already. I got a feeling that people like Andrew Tate, if he doesn't play his next move correctly, I think he will be really subject to irrelevance like on the downward trend. I was just I was just telling my friend this yesterday because I was having like a discussion about Andrew Tate because she is a school teacher and she was talking to me about how the kids in school are relating to Andrew Tate and she was talking about like the boys and how, how they like him you know he's because he's so flashy this is what Singapore is it? yeah Singapore yes so and then anyways I was telling her you know there are like three things that will happen if I mean that can happen so if he is found guilty right like his fanboys will be like, it's all manufactured evidence. He is innocent. The Matrix is out to get him. Okay. But if he's found like uh, innocent, innocent, like they'll be like, see, we told you all along. He is, 
he's innocent. Like the Matrix is out to get him. Correct. And then there's this third possibility, which oh. I hope will actually happen. Right. I hope, right, he, he, he gets shanked in jail. Huh. Then he'll be a martyr. And what are you talking exactly. About? Then, you know, like that's the best outcome for him because honestly, <laughs> like if he gets he shanked, shanked in himself. jail, right, he'll forever become, he'll, he'll be like, you know, put on a pedestal forever. Right. Like because his, his thing, his whole legacy just dies there, right? And then like forever, his like Sims and his fans will be like, our, her, her. He'll become he a symbol. Yeah, he'll become a symbol. Andrew T. He will never die. Died for us. He died fighting injustice. Correct, correct. He's messianic. Like the fucking Matrix got him, but we will continue his legacy. La, la, la. And like the next Andrew T will rise up. So I think Actually, like- Actually, I can even one-up you. Uh. I think if he, it'll be better, right? If he cannot right. shank by like a blue hair trans person who tried to go into a female prison, then failed. No, no, yeah. I think that one is just too comedic. That's just, it's just like, for example, a mystery shanking, but you don't know who, right? There's a lot more conspiracy theory, like potential. So we'll find out who won. Uh, no, like there's a lot more potential than saying like a blue hair liberal. Because a blue hair liberal doing that, they'll be like, yeah, we knew that. Right, right. A mystery shanking could like, be. Could, whereas a mystery shanking, is it like the government? Yeah, is it the government? Is, is it, it a prison guard actually? Yeah. Did it like, who's the coverage? Yeah, you know, like, so I Jeffrey Epstein level. Of oh, like. yeah. And then all his fans are like, oh, yeah, nobody cares about Jeffrey Epstein. You know, like, everyone's commenting on Andrew Tate because the major, I was like telling this, so, so there was this like fanboy who was like massively commenting on like the, I think Vice Media article or whatever. In Singapore. Facebook, yeah, it's like just like random right. person. Like, and yeah. you know, I like to just fucking engage in random yes, warfare yes. all the time. So this dude was just defending Andrew Tate nonstop, shitting on the media that keep like posting about him instead of Jeffrey Epstein. And I was like, look, uh, the media is driven by money. Okay. So like if Jeffrey Epstein, like, you know, investigate Jeffrey Epstein, what are people going to say? Oh, eat the rich. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. Like no one's going to be arguing in the comments, right? But because of idiots like you, right? Non-stop commenting. You're driving the algorithm, yes. which in turn drives their media sales because Perfect. then like, you know, all their advertising dollar goes up because of the increased interaction. So like for Tate fans uh, who, are, who claim to like understand the matrix, uh, you actually don't fucking understand anything at all. And then the guy just shut up afterwards. Are you surprised that Andrew Tate fans are low IQ people? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I just like to like lord over them. Okay, okay. What you just did is you just you just like did a flex where you said you won the internet argument. Okay, yeah, that guy just shut up after. That's a free advice for all the guys out there. Okay, to be a real man, you can't be listening to another man. If you listen to another man teach you to be a real man, God dang, you are dense as fuck. Okay, there is there is no way that this is happening. John Wang, don't tell me you've never had a mentor figure in your life before, no? Mentor figure is very different from going online to go and learn about masculinity from some like really weird sex trafficker. <laughs> okay. I would, right, say, granted, I would granted. say something like disagree. I would say that some people don't have those figures in their life and you know this could be their only way to figure out how to be a person. But you have to be very careful of the people that you want to take advice from, you know, and you, the most important thing is not to put them on a pedestal as an idol who can do nothing wrong. Because like, I mean, I like, for example, I like Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what he says is very profound and very deep and you can learn a lot of lessons. But at the same time, he's also human and he says a lot of stupid shit. Mm -hmm. 
Right? So you take the good and then you reject the bad. Mm. Right? Do you believe in God, Mr. Peterson? Well, it depends. It depends on what you mean by God. God, the Zoroastrianism God, or is it the Aztec Mayan gods? Or do we want to... Just shut the fuck up. Just... Uh, Oh my god, I cannot, I cannot fathom uh, the fucking Denmark you bought this fucking quiz and then just like, oh my god, this, this is the best Why? thing ever. I never said it was the best thing ever. I, th- I said it was good. I, I said it was pretty good. Chris, oh my god, it's so yeah, but the thing, yeah. No, but the thing about it is that he does have very deep insight into some certain aspects. Yeah, yeah, and Not I use it for my business. It's important. Okay, sure. Fucking, like, for example, right? If you, listen, Sims. if you listen to... Sims. <laughs> If you listen to Andrew Tate and your takeaway was like, okay, I need to work on myself and I want to go to the gym and, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, be a good, good yeah. man and, and like stop get being in the basement and playing computer games every day, then that's great for you. But don't take on the other shit that he talks about. Exactly. That's why I asked you whether the CoffeeZilla guy managed to find any actual value out of the... Out of no, the- he said no. He said like... It's basically anything like free you can get this kind of free information online anyways or in some books or whatever so he he didn't find any value but i guess a lot of tate fans did free top g free uh, top g should we have a demo yes you have a magical moment for okay us. so it's, it's not an original magical moment it's just spurred by you know what you said just now you said that if andrew tate doesn't play his cards well he will be consigned to irrelevance uh, for the rest of his life. So what can I he think, do? A yeah. So I want you us all to put aside our ethics, put aside our morals, mm. put aside every, all our core beliefs, and just imagine you are Andrew Tate now languishing in a Romanian prison cell. So you must With play your game. Bugs and cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. And you do. You have very little access to the internet. You know, you still have your money, right? But your bank accounts may be frozen. What is the next important thing that you can do? Uh, you've already, you've already brought out the Quran already. You've already played that card already. Okay, what is next? I. Am I still in jail when I'm doing this next step or what? Yeah, you're in jail. You're waiting for your trial to happen. Uh. Oh, then hard to do it. What can you do in jail, actually? You can't do like... Find the biggest, <laughs> blackest, <laughs> you're, you're most funny. mafia gangster dude and rape him. <laughs> <laughs> and then film it and put it out on... It's like I'm Pop G, yo, top top. Day. He, he tried to... He, he was like... In prison, I'm waiting and I'm hunting, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's becoming more powerful. Yeah. And then the, yeah. that guy, that mafia boss that he just raped, yes, will become his only fans hole from prison. <laughs> Actually, that's 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 very, that's very similar to my answer. Yeah, because I, I was thinking if you're already in prison, right, you better make the best use of it. You try to akka with the with the. Yeah, I was actually thinking what his experience would be like in prison, you know. I was like thinking, is he going to be, you know, making friends with all these like unsavory types? He's and gonna then, double he should double down already. Yeah, yeah. but the, but then the other point I was thinking about is like what would these dudes think about Andrew Tate? Would they be like this this is the motherfucker that shit around our criminals like our, our law system? Or they'd be like, Yeah, he's right. He's probably the second part. Like probably yeah, he's, a, he's the, so good at f- Becoming bedfellows with people, I'm sure you can find a because ultimately when push comes to shove, right? Those mafia people, what they want, they want to make money. He also want to make money. So great, they've got something in common. They'll find a way to make it work. Uh. If I were Andrew Tate and I had some way to illegally record a video or something, what I'll do is that I will circumcise my penis. Ouch! Without anesthesia. Oh shit! That's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. To prove my loyalty to Islam. That's perfect. Holy shit! Andrew I wish Tate. I thought that. Yeah. Andrew Tate. You can take this idea for free. I'll give it to you. All right. And then I will, I will, 
Yeah. And then it has to be right. He will he will smile while he's doing it. He was like, you know, oh, you should recite a prayer, or, recite a prayer or something. Uh, yeah la, I mean yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. But then like the the video has to be a bit shaky because it's taken by his brother or what. And then after <laughs> oh after God. that, like he's standing there bleeding with his dick out. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, he says some some shit about, oh, I have reverted back to to Islam. You know, join me, my brothers. You know, we can all be. I want to just take a video of him like praying instead of like circumcising himself. Dude, you have to spill blood. Don't you understand? You fucking like beta. You fucking yokel. Yeah. Oh, beta soy oh my. <laughs> you fucking blue pill motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my lord. Guys, if you see what NG is saying is you. But this is how, you know, like little kid, little boys will be impressed by this show of masculinity. Right, right. Like, and then all the Muslims will be like, oh, that is, is dedication. his dedication yeah. to our religion. So I think that's what he should do, lah. Oh my god, <laughs> and you're terrifying. You're more afraid of it. every time okay. I meet you. I'm more afraid one, of you. I give you one clap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, job, like man. the that's the thing about like it's very easy for me to become a criminal. I feel right. So what's stopping you? You're afraid of the law, right? No morals because okay. my parents brought me up well. Okay. Because I had a healthy, health, healthy childhood. Okay, you know, okay. Like, and my parents were very strict about morals and being a good person. So it's, it's like, it's very terrible because like the inner troll is always telling me to do bad shit and I know I can probably get away with it. Okay. Anyways. We have some user submitted magical moments. Let's just blitz through them. Let's just- Let's go. In like five minutes. Okay. Let's do it. So this is from Baba. Actually, he submitted it last month. Okay, the year is 2024. With the pandemic of O, that means like geriatric, child abusing rapists on the rise. What? Okay. What base, red pill, and laser eye methods will President Halima implement to curb the minor attracted people? So this is in response to, she said, rapists shouldn't be spat the cane just because they are over 50 years old. Say that again. What should Halima do? Uh? Okay, so uh, with all these rapists on the rise, what base, base means authentic, red pill, laser eyes, <laughs> methods will President Halima implement to curb the minor attracted people. Okay. I've got an answer to that and that this this is I feel like it's the best answer ever. Mm-hmm. What is the age of consent in Singapore again? I think 16, 16 without it? monetary. Okay. Risks. So what we do is right, we eliminate and this solves multiple problems at once because we are a society that you know aging population we cannot replace our own. So we set up a system of cloning vets, right? To clone like the brightest minds and the most beautiful bodies. And when they come out from the cloning vet, right? They're like 16 and a half. So it's like legal. And then we give them like predetermined information into their heads, you know, so that, you know, they, they have the mind and knowledge of a 16 year old. So there will never be anybody underneath 16 years old. What do you guys think? It okay. sounds like a reward uh, for for the, this is so blue pill. You are, you are such a- <laughs> You are character. like a minor attracted person. What? How dare you? Disgusting. <laughs> hey, wait, we didn't get your reply for the Andrew Tate thing. Like, what should he do? Did we? Yeah, I, I said make connections. Uh, in the, oh. yeah, which is like kind of lame uh, thinking yeah, about what you just so said. Uh. Okay. What am I going to... Or what would what would Halima do, right? Yep. She was red-pilled. Yep. I would have them drawn and quartered in a public square. Oh, yeah, a public execution might be interesting. Yes. Okay. And then the the horses will be replaced by children pulling in opposite directions. Hey, for the public execution, would you go and watch like somehow? Yeah. The four cardinal directions. I've actually watched, <laughs> yeah, north, south, east, west. I've actually watched, well, it's not an execution, but I've watched like a sheep getting killed. 
a sheep getting killed. Yeah. By Slaughter getting la, killed for, for legit for reasons. I think yeah, there's something yeah. wrong with that. Okay. It was in, when I was in Mongolia and my, my driver was like, you want to watch a, a goat getting killed? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and see, see. Just wrestled, they just wrestled the sheep down right. and then like tied it, tied the legs yeah. and then slit the throat so that all the blood Comes gushes out. out. Right. Yeah. And then you just watch like for a very slow, excruciating like five minutes while the the, the animal is just bleeding to death. Jesus. Anyways. Okay. Milo Enema. Hey, what? you never answered the, the Halima one. Yeah, Milo Enema. I'm sorry? Enema, you mean? Enema, en, enema, enema. What? Why Milo? Yeah. Oh, because... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was the wi I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, you gotta elaborate. Elaborate, please. But what, what, what's the punishment? Maybe they'll enjoy it. Le. Enjoy Milo Enema. <laughs> Maybe they will get an yeast infection with all the sugar. I, I just oh, but it's like no sugar option, right? My local. <laughs> My local. Yeah. You know, I watched this comedian the other day and she has this thing about interviewing people on the streets. And she was interviewing like two nurses and she was asking them, what's the worst thing, you, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen in ER? And one, one of the nurses said like, there was a guy who came in with a hamster up his ass. Oh, and apparently, hamster. like, the, for 12 hours, and the hamster was dead. Of course. Jeez. And then she, the nurse went on to say that apparently this is a thing that some people enjoy because they enjoy the sensation of the hamster scratching their anus or some shit. And at that point of time, I just felt like total disgust for humanity, and okay. I feel like there should be a Thanos moment. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Anyways, Sometimes yeah. I despair, yeah. Sometimes I think. Well, I'll just... I'll just listening to this documentary about this woman who basically faked brain cancer and then she says that part of the then she started selling the, like those natural food stuff and whatever right then she said part of the treatment like those natural way of treating brain cancer or cancer in general is to do coffee enema so she'll put coffee she'll like have coffee shove it up her shove it up her colon then until it's like her stomach is like uh, not stomach her like intestine is bloated yeah, then yeah. just like unleash it all yeah so I was just thinking, just do it with Milo. Uh. I I think it's, it might not because like there's like laxatives in coffee that makes you like go so poop yourself. It's like when you drink coffee in the morning. Then you well, can, it's the enema. You just shove it up your... There's yeah, nothing I, to stop it. No, but I think like stop. coffee makes it worse because like I was once in like very cookie circles and then people who are like into like conspiracy theories and shit, right. like vegan kwe people. And there was this particular guy. He's very into enemas. And especially coffee enemas. So he was telling us about how he does it and this and that and how it's really great for your digestive system. And then what happened is that there was this woman that he liked in the group. And to show his love, he gave, she put a bag of sh his shit outside his house. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what's going on. Who, who, who gave shit to who? The woman? Thing. No, he, no he, he. He had like, a, he, he made it, like he gave himself right. an enema and then like yes. collected all his- The enema water, right? And right. everything. And he just gave it to the woman. And then he was telling us about it. What oh, no, was he wait, expecting sorry. her to he, do he with it? He wasn't telling us about it. Somebody else in the group told me about this. What was he expecting her to do with it? I don't get it. I don't know. It's like a symbol of his love, I guess. It's like he's very precious. precious. Scarlett hit onto something. Scarlett, they're married now. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. I really enjoyed talking to the dude though. He he was a really quick, quick dude. And he had all sorts of very interesting like conspiracy theories. And I was trying to I was trying to get him to write them into like sci-fi stories. And, wow, okay. You are the real exploiter, and you're using his deranged mind to create stories for yourself. But like more people get to benefit, right? 
Oh, this is this where I'm like the creative anti what? Realist. Yeah, anti realist. Oh, anyways, I wanted to talk about this story. There was this. Faster, faster! We need to close the door. There was this romance novelist, right? Right. She faked her death. Beautiful. And then, after she got bored of being dead, she came back alive. She's like, "Hey guys, I'm back." <laughs> and then all the fans are like, oh, "What the fuck?" <laughs> okay, that's that's the end of the story. That's all. Okay, it's a good story. I liked it. Rose water animal for her. Okay. For <laughs> okay. I hope we, we we answered Baba's question to his satisfaction. Obviously, mine is the best answer. I feel like mine is the best answer. Milo Enima. Yep. I feel like it's very Haliman Yakub. I don't think she would order a Enima. She might drown him to death with Milo. Like those old school villain, they slowly they yeah, die, yeah, yeah. then they slowly they drop them. Into- There's oh. like Milo sharks swimming. No. Inside. <laughs> a vet of boiling Milo. How about a vet of the enema water that your friend tried to... Oh! <laughs> hey, you know what? If you just tie him, no, no, him up and then, you know, like only where like his okay, penis is stop. dropping down and then she just dip the penis into oh, like hot God. boiling Milo. How about that? I'm going to interrupt you until you shut the fuck up. All right. Okay, I finished my, my thing anyways. Everyone, thank you for listening <laughs> in to our disgusting stories. If you had stayed until this moment, you are a true Long Kang Kitty fan. What a trooper. Yeah. Uh, Good job. Super. Okay, so do subscribe, whatever, uh, listen to us and like, share, follow, subscribe, whatever, do all the fun stuff. Sign in to our, get an invite to our Discord. You can find an invite via our Instagram. And with that, that shall be the end of today's episode. We shall see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Free, free top G, free top G.